Welcome to the We Invested Podcast, where we teach you how to save and make more cash. I'm your host, Wesley Earp, and this is Season 3, Episode 21. And on this episode, we sit down with the founder and CEO of Salsa Cell Don, Jose Gomez. I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's do it. Today on the We Invested Podcast, we have with us Jose Gomez, and he is the founder and CEO of Salsas El Don. Jose, how are you doing today? Fine, how are you, Wesley? Thank you so much for the invite. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for joining us. So to jump straight into it, um, and I, are you from Houston? Well, uh, yeah, I'm from McAllen originally, south of, of Texas and the border with Mexico. And I moved to Houston two years, two and a half years ago. That's awesome. That's awesome. So could you let us know what exactly is Salsa's El Don and how did you get your start? Okay, well, Salsa's El Don I have right here. This is my, my baby, with the one that I started with. It's a hot sauce. It's, well, in Mexico, we don't have the difference like in the U.S. of hot sauce or salsa. In Mexico, it's just one word, salsa. And uh, this is a family recipe. Uh, my mom gave me the recipe a long time ago. I've been doing this particular flavor for about 15, 17 years uh, in my house, like for, for get-togethers, friends, family, whatever. And uh, around 2017, a friend of mine really pushed me to sell it. I had already sold that when I was in high school i think i try to do it i did maybe like 20 bottles or something like that back in the day but uh, but i was i was young i didn't know what i was doing uh i had no idea what i was what, what this was so uh I, I i i stopped and in 2017 one of my kids was gonna go to la to a tournament and uh he wanted to do a fundraiser so he told me that if I could help him, for him to get something to sell. So we decided to do the, the salsa of uh, chile, chile de arbol and, 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 and garlic. And uh, it was that I would get and he was going to sell it. So he could earn his money and, and go to Disney and some, I don't know where else. So after the first weekend, we never stopped. And uh, I, I mean, I did that like in like for a year, a year, yeah, a year in McAllen until I moved to Houston. And in Houston is where it really started as as something serious. And uh, now I have three flavors. I have two other products, and and never thought that something that I was so passionate about and and more like a hobby because before I that I that I started selling it. I would just make like a big batch for me. And sometimes I did way too much. So I would just give it out to friends because I knew that they enjoyed it. So being here right now with a product, with a real business, I mean, it's amazing. Awesome, man. And so how did you come up with your company name? Okay. Uh, the name, that's a funny story because first, when I started selling it, it obviously it didn't have a name. Then uh, I, usually, I, I usually have a hashtag in my personal social media 
that is uh, Sanaba Biscuit. Sanaba Biscuit means like son of a biscuit, but literally like spelled as you would pronounce it in Spanish. So it's like more like a Mexican joke. And when I started, I went to a meat shop owned by a, by a couple of friends of mine and I asked them if I could sell my product there. So they told me that of course, but, but they were not just gonna sell a bottle without a label, that I needed a label with something. So I came up with Sanaba Biscuit because that was my catchphrase or whatever you want to call it. So I, I stuck with that name like for a month and a half. And the, the CEO of the company that I worked for in McAllen, I presented the product to him and all that. And he asked me, what do you want to do with this? I mean, this is good. I, I liked it. But I mean, are you sure about the name? Because the name, I mean, it's not everybody's going to get it. And if you're going to sell in the U.S., who's going to understand that? Uh, you have to be a little bit more formal. So I started uh, thinking about names. And a good friend of mine and I started thinking about a, a name. It wasn't necessarily had to be in Spanish, but something towards more Spanish, but something that you could spell, read, understand, pronounce easily, both Mexican or, or, or American people, uh, English speaking people. And uh, El Don, El Don, it's like like the Don, you know? Like yeah. in Mexico, it's like like a figure of, of, of male figure of uh, respect. And also it doesn't translate well in English, but in Spanish, it also has a double purpose because it's like the That's my slogan also, El Don del Sabor. In English, that's the gift of the flavor, kind of like that. So uh, I, I liked it. It was pretty easy to pronounce. But what I didn't know back then, because I was in McAllen where everybody speaks Spanish, uh, and here in Houston, most of my customers are English-speaking people they think that my name is Don. <laughs> so when I do markets, they ask me if I'm Don. So I, I laugh and I have to, no, I'm going to say it. And I explain everything. Oh, okay. So now they get it. Uh, but, but, but again, I mean, that was back in 2017. So I had no idea this was going to grow this much. So I didn't even imagine that type of situations. For sure. So like how important was it for you to like kind of keep your culture intact with like what you're doing, like to make sure it's still, represented who you were and, and, and what you believe in. Okay, so after the first month and a half, I came up with this one, Salsa Verde. This is like the most Mexican thing that you could ever find. And because every food truck, every restaurant, every whatever with food involved in Mexico has a different type of Salsa Verde. Mine is just uh, serrano and jalapeno pepper, what makes it green. There's salsa verde that have avocado, tomatillo, cilantro, whatever. But mine, this is like the typical creamy salsa verde that you find in any taco place. This has become the most popular uh, flavor that I have because everybody's related to, to uh, salsa verde. The other one, the first one that I showed you, this a lot of people think that it's a, like a, like a type of salad dressing or something. 
And uh, in Mexico, salsas don't need to be chunky or, 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 or more uh, solid. Uh, a, a salsa or a hot sauce is, is it's a mix of, of, of different ingredients with peppers. And it's not necessarily something that has to be crazy hot. I mean, as long as it has a little bit of heat, that's a salsa. And uh, maybe the bottle doesn't help me a lot to, to, to represent what what the real mexican would be because you're most used to like the little glass cholula or valentina whatever brand but 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 this is a a, a salsa that you can find in mexico the third one that i have it's chile habanero uh, and limon this is very popular this is my personal favorite right now because i'm more of a citrusy acid uh flavor kind of guy and That took me like about eight months to get it into the market because uh, I, I really needed to make it perfect. It started as kind of like a like a hot sauce marinade because the main purpose for me on that one was something to do chicken wings. And uh, turns out that with the acidity of the lime and the heat of the pepper, of the habanero pepper, it really goes great with everything except scrambled eggs i mean because i mean for me but i use it to marinate i use it on pork on chicken whatever this could be like the the least mexican or traditional mexican thing because maybe of, of, of too much line but uh but at the end all three make a great combination of the variety of dishes that we have all over mexico and that you can use on so many different stuff i also have two other products with, which i don't have with me right now one of them it's uh pickled red uh onions that's very typical of southern mexico so it's in a jar in the mason jar i have red onions with habanero slices lime seasoning garlic and uh, white vinegar that's very typical to use like on a dish called Cochinita pibil, it's it's like pulled pork, but it's it's red because it's marinated with achiote, and it's cooked like for a long time, uh, wrapped in banana leaves and all that, and it's one of the most amazing dishes there are in Mexico, and that's mainly like in Yucatan in that area, and that's what you uh, used to to like like a topping on that dish, so I started doing that as well. And when I started, I didn't even think about selling it because it's so simple, but yet so complex because everybody has their own version that, that I said, who's going to buy this? I mean, you could do it at home, but I don't know if it was maybe because I already had like established the brand and, and, and people love it. I mean, it's one of my best sellers at the markets and online. And, and the other product is the seasoning. A seasoning rub that is a mix that I used to season the onions. And then I tried it as a seasoning. Turns out it's amazing. So I had a new product and, and now I bottled it and, and I sell it as well. And, and, and that's like my five kids that I have. For sure. So I heard you say earlier, like it, it took you eight months to get one of your products to market. So like, how do you test your products and then like how do you know okay it's ready to is i'm ready to put it out now like what's that process like for you okay so let's say 50 percent 
my feeling and 50% annoying and, and asking a bunch of questions to a lot of people. Like I'm the type of person that, that gives a lot of samples. I, I love giving out samples. I love giving gifts to people. Uh, sometimes uh, I, I, they go and buy like four or five bottles and I give them an extra one because I like the person or whatever. And uh, I really enjoy when people are trying what I did and I love to see their reactions. I don't, I, I don't care that much about the words that they say because a lot of people are very nice and they want to be nice and say something that doesn't hurt your feelings or, or whatever, but, but an expression you can't like pretend to, to like it or not like it. So I would go to barbecues or get togethers or whatever and bring the salsa with me and uh, almost um, give it to everybody and, and please let me know what you think. And I would get the feedback of everybody and, and, and try to average out the, the good and the bad things. And, uh, but at the end of the day, once I got all that information, plus my feeling and all that, I don't know how to explain it, but it felt right. And, sure. and that was it. For sure. So I was on your website a little earlier, and I, I really like your website, by the way. But um, it showed that you had that you had your products in over seventeen stores, including Whole Foods. So how was yes. that process for you, getting getting your product into these stores in different okay, markets? Okay, so first of all, I started with two meat shops in McAllen, Texas. Well, Mission, Texas. And uh, that's that's where I started. I had also two other shops in, in Mexico and in Reynosa. And uh, when I moved to Houston, there was a moment that I that, that I started thinking about about quitting and, 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 and stopping everything because I moved to a new city, my new job, everything. And I had to, to find a new source where I could buy my bottles because my bottles before I would buy them in Mexico and uh, the meat shop from McAllen started like pressuring me that hey man you need to keep shipping me because a lot of people ask for your products so that's when I knew that I had something that was a, a very exciting call that I got that day so then I started doing all my research I found the bottles I found uh, a kitchen because I, I moved up a step from, from doing it at home, like very informal, to setting up my business, an LLC, getting my license of, of a food manager, getting a kitchen that was licensed, rented out a kitchen. Uh, what else did I did? I set up, I started setting up my webpage, but I didn't knew anybody here in Houston. So I, I didn't have a friend that owned a meat shop like back home, you know, so I had to do everything by the book. So I started going around to farmers markets until I got the opportunity to go into one farmers market. And uh, I started seeing the reaction of people after like a month. I, I still kept shipping all, all to McAllen. Uh, at that moment, I only had two or three stores. Uh, 
So when when it was it was like around a month that I was doing markets. I was at a market one day, like every weekend, and that was in May. Maybe in June, I got a a, a Facebook message because on my label, I just had the ingredients, the name of the brand, and that was it. I didn't have anything else. I didn't have any contact info or anything. So I got a message on my Facebook page and and the logo or the or the picture on the profile was the logo of Whole Foods. And this person that I still haven't met like in person. My name is so and so. I work I'm a I'm a local forager for Whole Foods and I bought your products uh this day in this market and we love them and uh i was wondering if you would be interested in, in working with us and selling your your product with us i had to read that that message i don't know five or six times because <laughs> i thought it was a joke yeah i i i mean i couldn't i couldn't believe it because i wasn't i wasn't thinking about that at that moment i was i was just doing my thing doing markets and, and and learning so that's when every everything started happening because i got my my uh, nutritional facts i got my my barcode and i started the the deal with them it was late june and the deal was that we were going to start in november 2019 and the opening of just one store in the midtown area of houston so it was i mean I, i'm the kind of people the per person that cannot keep a secret or cannot like you know i i wanted to like yell to everybody what was going on but i said exactly I keep it, yeah i gotta keep it cool and i gotta be quiet with this and i gotta be very careful because i don't want this to to fall or whatever so uh, it was very, very exciting for me to have that. Uh, and that was in November. Yeah, so like a week before I started telling people. Now when it was a sure thing that my products was already in the shelves on the store before they opened. So after that, even though it was just one store, that opened the doors like for a lot of other stores. And uh, I have 12 stores of whole foods in houston two other stores of um local stores that that's local foods there's also uh one store in san antonio called uh, blue groceries and the ones in mccallan so i mean that the the most important or the most exciting part of all that that I just said was that message from Whole Foods because that was like like the big leagues, you know. The others, I'm I'm super grateful. It's an honor to be in whatever store I can have the opportunity to be. But 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 it's it's different because because even though I'm the one of the little guys, the small businesses or whatever, I'm I'm on my way to to grow. So it's part of the of the process. So I'm it's becoming like not normal but 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 it's how it's supposed to be going so uh probably the next time that i get super excited is when i land like another big name brand store 
and and when you finally got the chance to tell your family like your family and friends okay i'm gonna be in whole foods now like what was their reaction to it i mean uh, they were so excited uh when when this happened I have my job, like my, my day job, you know, and this is a side hustle. So when I still remember the day, uh, November 7th of 2019, that, that, that the, the store opened and I had to go to work from 6.30 to 2.30. And uh, my aunt and uncle that live here in Houston uh, and my family went with me. It, I, I mean, I, I don't know how to explain it because even though I had told a few friends and a few family members, I didn't say anything like, I didn't make anything public until that day that I went to the store. And when, when I saw my products on the shelf and I took pictures and I posted it in my social media, like the personal and the business social media, the response of, of all my friends, and you know, social media, you have a lot of close friends, but you also have people you know, and and, and people that I know, people people that are close, people that are not so close, to see their reactions and and, and everybody sharing the post and everybody writing so such beautiful words. It, it was like I, I don't know how to describe it. It was like a dream come true. For sure, for sure, and, and I also uh, checked out on your website that you had a. a a great article a great interview with um voyage houston so would you mind yeah. like letting us know how that came about okay uh yeah that that was i'm trying to remember who it was i can't remember who it was but there's a, a very strong vendor of farmers market community at, at least here in houston where you know a lot of people and uh, uh, maybe you're not friends of theirs but but you know them or they know who you are and all that and uh somebody referred me to to this uh newspaper because they had an interview done on them so then when i had that interview they asked me to also refer five people or five businesses that i thought could fit the program that it was a story worth sharing so that's how i got it and then i paid it forward as well for sure for sure so so did you always like have an entrepreneurial spirit or is this something that they just kind of like developed over time no nah, nah, all my life i've been like like that entrepreneurial because i i i mean this is i don't know maybe like the around eight or ninth business that i tried to to set up since i was a kid uh i've always been hustling and trying to do something for and uh like like for business and this one was like the perfect combination because it was something that i really enjoyed something that i was really passionate about something that i knew how to do uh, again something that i enjoyed because I, I love cooking and I love eating. And uh, at the beginning, I'm pretty sure that I was losing a lot of money because I would, before I, I was in the meat shop, I would sell it like directly from Facebook to my friends. 
And I would spend more money on gas delivering it to their homes than what I was making for the bottle, you know, but I didn't care because it was something that I really loved and, and, and hearing the feedback and, 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 and reading what they had to post in my Facebook page or, or tagging me of a, uh, with a picture of, of my product and their taco or whatever. It's something so hard to explain, but once you hit it and you do it, you know what I'm talking about. And, uh, I mean, it's been three years of a lot of work, a lot of sacrifice, no days off. And I don't see it as work. I mean, I'm looking forward to every weekend to going to the market or I'm looking forward for that email that I need to send to somebody or for that email that I should receive about a deal that I'm going to do or not. And I mean, this is me. This is this is just me. I'm, I'm, I'm the CEO. I'm the delivery guy. I'm the uh, quality control. I'm, I'm everything. I do everything. And uh, I'm very involved. I, I need to grow and I need to hire people to help me out but it's it's this is my life i mean i'm, I'm thinking and talking about salsas 24 7. for sure for sure and so I, I hear you say that you know you were you were um reaching out to people on facebook and, and kind of selling your products through there so like how did social media facebook and instagram like help you expand your business and and, and reach new products if it did at all well I started in August of 2018, around December of 2018, I reached out to this uh, influencer from my hometown that lives in Dallas, Texas. Uh, her Instagram is at Healthy Corde. And uh, she, back then, I don't know, she had maybe... 50, 80,000, around there, 50, 60,000 followers. And her line of, uh, of topic is healthy food. So I didn't know her, but I knew her family and her cousins are friends of mine and all that. So I reached out to her and I told, I introduced myself and uh, asked her if I could send her some of my, my products for her to, to try. And it's unbelievable the power of social media because I don't know what I was doing. I remember that it was a Thursday. And for some reason, I hardly ever take naps. And that day I took a nap, fell asleep like around six in the evening, woke up around like 9.30 at night. And my phone was like bursting with notifications she posted like two Insta stories. That's it. I gained like 700 followers like that. I had like orders online without having a web page. So I started fulfilling those orders just in the US. I had a lot of orders from Mexico, which I couldn't fulfill. But uh, the ones in the US, I mean, people from Chicago, from, from LA, from Miami, texting me that they wanted my product because this person posted about it. I, 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 so I had no idea how to ship a product. So I went to, to USPS and, 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 and bought the, and got the priority mailboxes. Uh, 
back then the one that I used there was a medium box and it was 13 something 1350 something like that I would charge the 1350 I mean I wasn't charging extra I was just not, I didn't want to pay for the shipping so I mean the people paid it and I was like man this, I mean people do want my product but that wasn't the most fascinating part let's say that 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 uh 60% of those first orders because of that post reordered. That's when I knew that I had a product. That's when I knew that that not only my friends or family was going to buy it because they wanted to support me or whatever. People that didn't know me and bought the product and liked it were buying it again. That's when I knew that I had something. So I started uh, doing a lot of research. I've done a lot of research. I mean, hours and hours and hours of being online, uh, screwing things up and then fixing them and, and, and doing whatever it takes to, to finally get the, the service or the products that I need to, to, to become a better company. For sure. And that, that's, that's kind of a great segue into my next question. So, like, can you remember some business mistakes that you made early on or maybe oh, even recently um, that, you know, you can maybe tell to the next person, like, okay, avoid this or, or don't do it this way. Like, is there anything that specifically comes to mind? Well, uh, I, this is not a mistake. This is an advice. Don't be afraid to ask. Ask whoever you can, ask whoever you think might give you the answer. If not, just go and try it. Um, there's a lot of mistakes that I've done. I, I can't like remember one in particular because there's been a lot. But I don't regret making those mistakes because that made me learn. Um, the, the, the shipping, I mean, the, the shipping, if you want to do something in e-commerce, I think the shipping is something very important. Follow the advice that somebody gives you because, well, yeah, that's that's one big and very important advice. And that, that's one of the mistakes that I made at the beginning that I reached out to a couple of people that, that knew what they were talking about. And I asked this question and they answered it and then they started giving me some other type of advice which i thought that i was already like covered or that i didn't need that advice turns out i did and uh i mean listen listen to everybody's advice and and don't don't take it for granted and and and, and uh be receptive to every comment that you have because i mean that when i learned that that's when i started asking everybody you know what i don't I'm not interested in kind words that you need or you want to say to me. I I want you like to destroy me and to tell me everything that's wrong with my product because that's what what I want to fix. For sure, for sure. So, what would you say is your favorite part about being an entrepreneur? Uh, with with my brand Salsas El Don in particular. This is something that I made from scratch. It didn't exist before I started combining everything. Uh, 
And what I've learned doing the markets, hearing what people have to say about me or my products, Salsa Seldon, more than selling a product or more than selling Salsa Seldon or a hot sauce or whatever you want to call it, I'm selling the story. I'm selling me because because I'm the face, I'm the image, I'm I'm everything. And and I think that's very cool to have because I've had people texting me or or sending me messages or emails or whatever saying that that they heard my story or they they my uh Sansa Seldon and I in some way inspired or pushed them to to not be afraid because I'm 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 a regular Joe you know so I mean if I did it, 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 it everybody can do it the thing is that that you need a lot of consistency and a lot of discipline to do it but but having that and and uh, knowing that people want to have my product at home in the fridge or in the pantry because it's part of of their daily routine and i mean i don't do them anymore i hired a co-packing facility to do it for me but before that people don't know the work and the hours that that go behind a single bottle like designing the label i used to hand fill the 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 bottles i used to label them like me personally put the cap seal them and and something that i did like with my hands and that i put time and effort personally to be in somebody else's fridge or pantry somebody that i don't know that lives in houston or in chicago or whatever city it's something like so powerful to me that 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 uh that i'm a part of me is over there you know exactly exactly yes sir so how do you define success as an entrepreneur well um in my case i i don't know what you could say about success for me the success is is being i mean i'm long way from being where i want to be but i'm way better than the the way i started and to get to this point like i said it's been three years of a lot of sacrifice a lot of hard work a lot of discipline uh a lot of nights a lot of weekends doing this instead of doing other things combining that with my day job it's it's hard i mean it's very very hard i've seen a lot of people starting a project and after two three months they give up because they didn't see a return as they expected i don't live from my business yet but i know that i'm gonna get there eventually and uh people think that it's very easy or that you're gonna be a overnight success and it, it doesn't work that way at least with me and i think for most people it doesn't work that way a lot of people see somebody uh with 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 
what you can call success or, or, or achieving something and think that they just got lucky, but they don't know the, the days, months, years, whatever behind that moment. And, uh, that's, that's my definition of, of success. Somebody that successful is because you don't have to have the, the best product or the, or the best tasting salsas. You have to have consistency because people want to try what they tried a year be before, or they want to know that they're going to find you wherever they found you first. And if you start, if you stop doing that and stop being consistent, they're not going to take you seriously. For sure. For sure. So how would you like for people to remember you and your business? Wow. Uh, well, I want people to remember Salsa Zeldon like what it is, uh, a, a family business with family recipes made for every type of dish. And I don't only want them to remember me here in Houston or in the U.S. I, I, I want to be known worldwide. I mean, I, I know that it's possible. Possibly it's very hard, but it's possible. And uh, for me, there were there's nothing greater than having the dream of, of my kids or my grandkids running this business long way after I'm dead and, and, and to build the legacy around my brand and, and, and to, to be the founder of something that I made from scratch. That would be like the like the highest honor that I could have. Yes, sir, for sure. So what does the future of Salsa's El Don look like? Well, the future of Salsa's El Don is, uh, I'm, I'm betting everything right now into retail stores. I'm um, working very hard on learning everything I need to know on e-commerce. I joke a lot when I'm in the markets with with my customers that sometimes go to the farmers markets and sometimes they just uh, order online because one of my main goals right now with my webpage and because I have a uh, USPS as a as a shipping partner is that if you order today before 5 p.m. your order is gonna be fulfilled today and two days later you're gonna have it so. Uh, I say, every time I say that I want to be like the, the Amazon of, of hot sauce, you know, uh, because like for me, that's like, like more than the sauce, I want to sell the experience, the, 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 the customer service. And, uh, also I want to be in the, in the best and the, and in the most known retail chains in the U S because the idea that I have for my, for Santos and Don is to be part of of your grocery list that, that like you buy ketchup or like you buy mustard or mayo, you buy Santa Saldon as well, because you, maybe you're not going to use it every day, but if you don't have it, you need to go and get it because you're going to need it maybe tomorrow. And, and, and it's going to go great with every meal that you have. And, and, and it's something that you need to have in your fridge or in your pantry. That that's my main goal. Yes, sir. For sure. 
uh jose thank you so much for joining us today and before we end every podcast we do like to play like a, a question game like a rapid fire question game at the end so if that's okay i'll ask you a few questions okay yeah shoot for sure so question number one where's your favorite place to travel uh mccallum texas for sure okay number two what song explains your life the most Wow, uh, you're not gonna know this one. Uh, it's a, it's in Spanish. It's called "Lágrimas de Marmol" from Joaquin Sabina. It's a, it's, it's a story about about somebody, someone that survives and and, and gives everything, and uh, that's that's my song. For sure. And last question: What's an amazing thing that you did that no one was around to see? A week, a week ago, I was in the supermarket. This kind of old lady came up to me with, I don't know how much, she had like seven, eight quarters in her hand and asked me if I had 25 cents because she just wanted to buy uh, bread and I had no cash on me. So I said that I, uh, that, that I couldn't help her out. So. She, she went on her way, and after that, I uh, I felt really bad. So I went and looked her looked for her, and uh, I told her to go with me to, to register and to grab whatever she wanted. And uh, I bought her like a small grocery uh, bag or whatever for her to eat. And uh, I mean, this is the first time that I tell this to anybody in like two weeks and I just did it. And, and, and for me, that was so amazing to be able to help out somebody that was in need because she wasn't asking me to buy her stuff. She was genuinely trying to buy some bread and she only needed 25 cents. So I, I didn't see any harm on her behalf or any con or whatever. And I, I felt really good knowing that I was able to help somebody. That's awesome. That's awesome. Jose, thank you so much. And can you let the people know where they can find you on social media and uh, your website? Yes. Instagram at salsas. El Don. Salsas, it's plural. Uh, Facebook as well, salsas el Don. Or you can uh, place your order at uh, salsaseldon.com. That's awesome, Jose. Thank you so much, man. And have a good one. Thank you. Nice talking to you, Wesley. Have a great night. Yes, sir.